0: Now you can Welcome back to the CNS Podcast. Podcast.
1: I'm C. Podcast. Podcast. Well, I'm C. I'm S. And today, what are what are we discussing we are today? We're going okay? we're gonna go with a little
0: a light topic. And we're gonna discuss the differences between a history major and That's a me. science major. That's me.
1: We couldn't be more different as sisters, but we have a lot of similarities in my opinion. Yeah, we do.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: I think that if we weren't sisters, we probably wouldn't be Oh, we would not be friends. Friends. Sorry, my guy. <laughs> but because we just so happen to be sisters, we are close. Yes. So That's strange just start. I am not currently in college any longer. I have applied to return, but I'm on a waiting list. I don't foresee me getting in, but that's okay. Maybe one day I'll return. However, S, I am in college right now for a, with a
0: major in biological sciences. So, but what is one of your pet peeves
1: of your AS that you're getting? My pet peeves? That you only have
0: to take Oh, technically, I only have to take two biology classes. But how many chem? Four! I have to take four chem classes and two physics classes, but only two bio, even
1: though, like... You're a biology major. Like, how does that make sense? Well, when I'm... I'm in undergraduate school right now. I'm at a community college. So,
0: I will be leaving with an associate's in natural science, which kind of makes sense because I'm not, like... Earning a degree or anything, that'll be in my graduate school.
1: But
0: it's still still annoying that I have to do all of this, even though my focus is in biology.
1: Well, if it makes you feel any better, my focus in college, I was a history major with an emphasis in Revolutionary War. That's not just to say the American Revolution. I think a lot of people think that when I say that. But it was a revolutionary minor, I guess, in that I studied Revolutionary Wars in... India the United States Russia Germany um, even no. as far back as like, I didn't Greece know that. they th- I
0: know you knew a lot about the French Revolution the along French with Re- the American Revolution but I didn't know you studied all of the
1: revolutions I didn't get as far as I would have liked um, my the last revolution I was studying in one of my classes was the Russian uh, revolution which they don't really name talk about they don't really anywhere. talk about it yeah. I mean, They killed the Romanov family. So, I mean, that technically was a revolution, but um, it wasn't at the same time. (laughs) It's complicated. History is complicated. But today we're going to be discussing, you know, the differences and the similarities. because
0: And how our personalities tie into that, I think, is a big concept that we'll be touching on as well. Yeah. So, for excluding ourselves from the mix... Let's talk about the differences between history and science, first of all. I mean, obviously, there's the obvious differences between history and science,
1: but a little more detail, you know? What do you Like think? So, history is made every single day. Whether you make history or someone else does, history is still documented. Um, because as a people, I believe it's important to look back Um, to learn what we did wrong and what we could do better. And we are not perfect. Humans will never be perfect. And so it's important for us to look back and say, they did this. Hey, that was wrong. Hey, guess what? Slavery didn't work out in the United States. Hmm, wonder why? Because it's wrong to enslave people against their will. period. Um, But it's also, it's a fundamental process um, just to know where we came from. I think that that shapes a lot of people, and it's important to them. Um, recently, I, for Christmas, was given the um, DNA test. I asked for it. I wanted a DNA test because I thought my entire life I'm Irish. I was told my entire <laughs> childhood, you're Irish, you're Irish, you're Irish. And then to find out, I am not. Well, I am. Well, you are, but not as Yes. Yeah. Whole ten percent and she faced her entire life off of being Irish. I was so disappointed. I am actually sixty-nine percent English. I am more than have I'm You're almost white. three quarters just it. English descent. <laughs> which there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe perhaps I'm related to Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> but um getting back to what I was saying, it's it's important to know where you come from. And for me that was really eye-opening, because we can be, we can have, we can perceive something as wrong, and that's why it's important to look back and study and see. But that's also how science can get tied in, because... Well, I was going to,
0: to say the one big difference while you were talking, that I realized the one big difference between history and science is that history is always being made, whether consciously or unconsciously, right? Mm-hmm. You can't control that. Whereas science... We have an alarm going off. Sorry. (laughs) whoopsies. There's supposed to be no phones when we're recording. (laughs) Okay, so the big difference between history and science is that history is always being made consciously or unconsciously. Mm -hmm. No one can control that. Whereas science, if you want to know how to do something, you have to go searching for it. You have to make it happen. You are somebody else. It doesn't just happen consciously or unconsciously if you want to know how and you know you want to know why you have to go looking for it and so that's the huge difference history is always happening science happens if you want it to
1: you know i just had a thought based on our conversation i know it's the thought bubbles (laughs) um i popped one the what we were talking about earlier about the use of elastics and how it's it's so bad for the environment Mm. by the way we've learned 22,000 pounds. Just 20,000. 20,000. 20, According to
0: the sources that I found, 20,000 pounds of landfill. A, a, day. a day is elastic.
1: And so I had a thought that history can influence science and vice versa. So before elastic was invented or discovered, because um, I think it comes from a rubber tree, I'm not really sure of the process. Um They used what they had, cotton. Twine, you know, basic things that you find in nature to tie up your hair, get it out of your face. Because, as far as we know, as far back, ladies had really long hair, you know.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And short hair didn't really become a thing until like the 20s when they chopped it off at their Mm -hmm. cheekbones. Um, And so, because of science, new things were invented like elastic, um, which took over the need for natural resources of cotton twine, whatever, for our Mm -hmm. hair. And since the discovery of that and the you know the growing of plastic headbands, plastic hair clips, science has progressed and shown us, hey, <laughs> we were wrong. This is bad for the environment. Really, really need to
0: stop. I really feel like that, ki- that kind of stuff is masked, though. Like, we didn't know elastic was so bad. I mm-hmm. mean, I've, it feels like common sense when you really think about it. Yeah. But when you posed that question earlier
1: today, I was like, oh, my gosh. Because we were driving in the car, and I was yeah. like, are rubber bands, those hair bands that we put in our hair, really bad for the environment? Because, I mean, I never think about it. Like, I think those disposable water bottles are really bad. Yeah. Uh, paper towels are not good for the environment. Um, gasoline. Yeah. But it's stuff in our daily lives that we don't... We are conscious of it, but we don't always do something about it. And then something so simple as a hair tie... You know, even if you reuse one for a week, eventually it's going to snap and not be usable anymore. And that brought on the
0: conversation of us um, talking about how we could get rid of elastic in our lives. And where that will be a conversation for another podcast. Yeah. Because of that conversation, we have now decided to do
1: uh, a recording on environmentalism and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but where, where were you going with that, with the history and stuff? Well, I was going that it's history can influence science, but science can influence history. It's a very. Vice versa, chain reaction, and it's a chain reaction that can continue growing. So history, what we've done before, you know, we think that we're improving with science, Mm -hmm. and then science proves, hey, what we were doing before actually was better, and then you know you use what we were using before to influence science now to be better humans, and you know Mm -hmm. to be more conscious of the earth that we come on. Um, I'm looking at our notes right here,
0: and. Another big thing that we were talking about is how history is not black and white.
1: It's so not. Such There's such a gray zone. There is a huge gray
0: area. Uh, you know the saying that history is always w- written by the winners. So you never really know what if what you're learning is right. And so I know you fact-checked fact-check everything that you read. You go and find mm-hmm. other sources and stuff like that.
1: I don't just read. I don't just... Watch a documentary and take that for fact. Mm-hmm. I go and I look, um, you know, to see, you know, what did this really happen? For a perfect example, um, so I was always under the assumption through TED Talks, through different things that while the president was on Air Force One, he was in the air, on 9-11, excuse me, that he was on Air Force One the entire time, that he never landed, you know, mm-hmm. it was never talked about. And then... Two years ago, um, they, the History Channel came out with a documentary called On Air Force One on 9-11. Mm-hmm. And they actually had President George W. Bush interviewed. Like, they were talking to him, and I thought that was very empowering. But they also had the pilots. And the decisions that they had to made, make for the safety of the president, for the safety of the crew, for the safety of um, the press corps that was on Air Force One— and I learned so much more by a conversation had with the people who were experiencing it rather than the hearsay and, you know, what yeah. we get from the media. And that, um, is just one thing that I then went and fact checked on. Um, there are a few calls that you can listen to from the calls in between the president and, uh, vice president Cheney. Yeah. And, um, a few other things, uh, Like, news reports from that day. I went and I fact-checked to see, you know, what I I was watching on the History Channel documentary. Did it line up with what we were told? Mm -hmm. And some things, you know, were a little bit different. And Mm -hmm. I think that's where the gray zone comes in. Because everybody's memory of something is going to be different.
0: One pilot. There's four pilots on Air Force
1: One. Four or three, I'm not sure. Um, I think two main, but then backups. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Uh, They're all going to remember that day differently and it's it's fascinating to see because then it changes your perception of what really happened you know yeah i know that um in laura bush's spoken from the heart she talks about that day and her perception of that day is completely different because she didn't understand what was going on Mm -hmm. she's the first lady her job that day was to speak to the senate i think um about child care or child education. I'm not really sure. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And then her day completely changed because of an event. And so did her perception of a member of the Senate that she was with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just, yeah, yeah. that's a long story short, but the, of how I fact check is I read Laura Bush's mm-hmm. Spoken to the You want to get heart. all
0: the perspectives. I yeah. watched
1: the documentary. I've read two books um, that George W. Bush has written. I've seen the news reports. I've watched on 9-11. You know, I've I don't want to be wrong, and I want all the facts. And I think that's one thing about being a history buff, being a history major, aggravates people, because I don't want the simple answer. Mm-hmm. I want everything. There's always
0: some complexity behind everything. Yeah. So that in that way, history is not black and white. No. And I think one of our major differences was that science can be very black and white. Yeah. Like, either this happens or it doesn't. Or this happens that lead to that.
1: Like, water can never be different. It is always H2O. Two hydrogen, one oxygen. That's it. And if you you add another oxygen, it's different. It's different. You add a half of an oxygen, it's different. It's
0: different. different. It's always very cut and dry like that. Um, Another thing is that history is more of a chain reaction. So this event leads to the next event, this one leads Mm. to the next event, and so on and so forth. Whereas in science it's yes it's a chain reaction but everything works together and you have to figure out how like no matter what field you're in biology chemistry physics it's all going to work together somehow and so it really just it reminds me of that lyric from pocahontas
1: just around the river bend (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah no it's oh my gosh and our suker, circle, <laughs> and our circle and our hoop that never ends.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah? Okay. Well, you're right that, you know, I'm thinking back to, I am not a science person, so if I get this wrong, please correct me. Um, you know, you have the animal kingdom from the smallest, and the insects, or even smaller than that, you have the amoebas, the I don't know, the things That's not what i And then it grows, and then you have, you know, like, the great sharks, the great white sharks, and you have the lions, and the, um, you have the huge animals. And that another, are, that's, that is a really great example but on this, how
0: things are cut and dry, because if, you know, if a panther looks a, an axe just a tad differently
1: than what we know, it's another species. Mm. Right? Yeah. If our guinea pig started barking, we'd... (laughs) It's a guinea dog. It's a guinea... (laughs) uh, We've got some explaining to do.
0: (laughs) And that's what you guys hear in the background, actually. We have...
1: We have... Five guinea pigs back here. So, um, just on a science slash history thing, uh, we have Chonky... His history is we adopted him from PetSmart. <laughs> We're giving the history of the Petco. Things. Wait, we got him from Petco. Uh, Chonky Petco. was at Petco for a very long time. He's very um, large. He's very large, and unfortunately nobody wanted to adopt him. And he was in a very small pen. Yeah. And then we have Sugar and Moo. We adopted from a 4-H family member um, that she just was going to college, I think, and she wasn't going to have the opportunity to yeah. take care of them as much. Um, and they're... Sugar is very sweet. Moo is very, I am the boss and I will yes. I am very the queen. assertive. She's very <laughs> assertive. And today we adopted Gloria and Gwen. Mm-hmm. And they just got in a fight, so they're in timeout, but it's okay. <laughs> they come from, again, another 4 H family. She breeds guinea pigs and they needed a new home. And so now we have five children. Yes. Uh, sweet home, Alabama. <laughs> 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 not that science <laughs> that science will be just something else um, so it's a history and you'll hear them in, in the background and we apologize we can't really stop them and we wouldn't want to stop them from being uh, it's just nice white birds. noise yeah it's just white noise you'll hear their water bottles and they might leak and uh,
0: another big thing that history and science have in common for majors What's that? lots and lots of
1: studying oh my gosh so much studying. You will never stop. No, I never stop studying. I just recently got rid of some of my textbooks yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you donated some of them? Yeah, I didn't keep them. Um, but uh, even now that I'm not in college, I still learn. Mm-hmm. And even in college, I read so much i had to memorize facts and dates and names and this person is related to this person and this event led to this event and so same with you i see you studying all the time it's great she helped me study for a bio exam one
0: time and she couldn't even pronounce half the names more yeah. than half the names did
1: it ever help you in that test since i was mispronouncing some of the names i knew what you were talking about i know but did you laugh like when you're taking your test and like oh yes it? there
0: was one you tried to pronounce uh I can't remember right now, obviously. That was last semester. But yes, I was in in the test, and I was like, oh, that's so interesting you can say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I do think it's when, I think the difference is also with studying in history and with science is as a history major, you can study with other history majors. You can study names and dates. You can bounce it back and forth like, hey, remember this? remember this, remember this, remember this, but at the same time, you have to do that reading by yourself first. And then you can You said that off. was a mutual, right? I don't think it's a mutual though cuz with science, a lot of it's independent work, a lot of it's independent math. You can work as a group, mm-hmm. but a lot of it I
0: you're not going to get science if you don't get it yourself. Yeah. Like, that
1: that sounds very
0: redundant, but like you're not it's not going to help that your friends know information that you don't. Yeah. Because Yeah, in the grand scheme of exams and stuff, you're going to want to know that stuff yourself. But if you want to go farther and not have to fact check yourself on every single thing, which you should do. My whole ideal with education and stuff, and I don't agree with exams, but that's a whole other conversation, is that in the real world, you're not going to have to memorize every single thing. You're going to have books in your office or at home where you can go look up something. Mm -hmm. If you don't remember. Which is
1: fine. But not always. If you're a doctor in in the ER... That's another story. Science majors, I feel like, have to know a lot of things offhand. That's where I was going with that. Yeah. So in the grand scheme of things, yes,
0: I I think exams kind of suck. I don't think it really demonstrates knowledge. Because you could go look up stuff Mm -hmm. in your future life. But if we are talking about um, fast-paced careers... Doctors, uh, any emergency field. I'm, I'm blanking on any other examples right now, but yeah. stuff like that. Well, you're gonna need to know those things, and it's you can't
1: depend on somebody else to know them for you. No, for me, for people who go into the history field, if you don't know an answer, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You can go learn it. <laughs> you can go to a book, you can go to a museum, you can go to a movie, you can go to a documentary, you can go talk to somebody, you can have an expert in something. Um, Mom was joking in the car yesterday. She's like, why don't you just become an expert on Ronald Reagan? (laughs) And we have so many people in the historical field and in the science field, this is a mutual thing. He's tuned on the bars. um, Is we have experts in our fields, Mm -hmm. but I don't know an expert in the English field. I know an expert in the math field. Like you can be a calculus expert or chunky. Oh my god, my guy! (laughs) Oh, he stopped as soon as I looked at him. Um, But if you're a science major, if you make a mistake, especially if you're a doctor or you're working in, you know, animal preservation or it can be life threatening. You can kill a person, an animal. You could. Release gas that could, mm-hmm. you know, cause... You make a good point, yeah. I make a mistake in my field. That's fine. I'm just embarrassed. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's hurt is your ego. Yeah. Um, that is a good point. I never thought of that. It, it, it can be very scary. I would be I would be afraid mm-hmm. to... I would be afraid constantly. Especially if I was, like, a doctor or Yeah. something. I'd be like... Oh, For example, let's use the goat thing. I used to own goats dairy
0: goats a couple years ago, and I have just been asked by some of our 4-H friends to be on call for their goats that are getting ready to give birth and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I have done this before, and I have had first-hand knowledge, I've been the only one there when a goat was giving birth, I've had to stick my hand up a goat to pull babies out, but that's a whole nother conversation. Oh, <laughs> Um, that's firsthand experience. And i that's another thing with science. I think you truly get to know something when you have firsthand experience. Um, but like in those instances where I'm getting ready to catch a baby coming out, you have to know what to do. Mm-hmm. You, you're not able to go look at a book or go watch a movie, go watch a video on it because yeah. that stuff is happening fast
1: yeah you have to be you have to think on your feet like that Mm -hmm. with history it's you know if you're writing a paper or you're giving a presentation or you're curating a museum if somebody asks you a question you don't have to immediately have the answer you can say you know what let me get back to you
0: Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and that's okay and one thing that's really great and a mutual thing between the two of us specifically is that our dad is like a 50 50 split. Mm-hmm. He is very smart in that he understands science and math and he helps Shayla a lot. Um, but then he also challenges me and we get into arguments that irritate our mother That about government, politics. Yeah, our mother
0: hates politics.
1: History, like we'll discuss it and we'll get to the point where we're yelling at each other. Oh, yeah. We have, we have daily debates. Yeah. And um, it's the just. Jaw. Is really great because he's this 50 50 split for us. That mm-hmm. in high school, he helped me, he's helping you in college. Um, I don't think I've gone to him
0: in college. Excuse <laughs> me,
1: I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, we also have this incessant
0: need to correct people if they oh, are wrong. Both of us do that. Um, I don't think I can't remember like a specific instance where I've had to do that. Not had to.
1: <laughs> that's the my The other night with Jazz discu- discussing the difference between a republic and a democracy, I was like, you don't know how difficult it was for me to sit there and be <laughs> like, my guy, that's wrong. Yeah.
0: Or like, he'll be playing Ark, the video game, and he'll describe to me what's happening with his in-video game dinosaurs, and I'm like, that's not biologically possible.
1: Yeah. But okay, yeah or I've seen an arc like they'll have this statue um or like this thing in the ground with this big head and then you turn around there's a pyramid I'm like that mm. what that's first not... of all geography geographically that's wrong <laughs> <laughs> but okay let's just go with it for a second. We're all condemning video games <laughs> it's it's really bad oh speaking of which we watched uh Wonder Woman 1984. On oh. Christmas Day, this is
0: this is a history thing. Always needing to be right,
1: Go and ahead. we're watching, and they're in the White House. They're President Reagan. First off, didn't look like him at all. It was obviously though trying to replicate President Reagan because there was a glass of Jelly Bellies on the 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 desk um, mm-hmm. in the Oval Office. They the hair uh, swoop the hair swoop um, the office kind of was set up like President Reagan's in that there was some cowboys around the Oval Office and he said I think my wife Nancy at one point point." and so I was like look it's Reagan and I she was, was yelling at the TV I went on IMDB to find out who was playing him he doesn't even look like President Reagan I was very upset because if you're going to go to the links of it's 1984 and you're going to go to the links that it is President Reagan at least do it justice I'm very concerned that there is a new movie coming out. It's not a documentary. It's a period piece um, about President Reagan and um, I think his first four years in office. I'm not sure. They haven't given many details. I am very concerned about the historical accurateness Mm -hmm. of it. And I I have issues with period pieces, um, and I think that stems from being a history buff, is I will sit there and I nitpick, and everything and i try really hard not to. You don't i think you understand, but i don't mm-hmm. think other people understand how much i sit there and i try to bite my tongue. Like when we watch Outlander, i'm like <laughs> No, i love the show, but no. When we were watching um Bridgerton, oh, i was like just Outlander mm, Bridgerton know, Outlander right now. But no, i was like um uh, mm-hmm. uh, when grandma watches uh it's not called King Arthur. It's um, Merlin. Merlin. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've watched a few episodes with her and I'm just like, yeah, no, that she would not not have. Why is she wearing makeup? <laughs> no. Why is her <laughs> dress cut? So no. Welcome to modern media. No, that's. Ugh. And I irritate our mom because we mm. I do sit there and nitpick. And I got really upset. So last year I was helping our little brother with his history class, American history, And I was upset at how quickly we were moving through history. And I was like, he's not going to get everything he needs. And she's trying to tell me, you know, it'll come with age. You know, if he chooses history, like, he'll learn more. He just Mm -hmm. needs the basics. I'm like, no. This is middle school history, Christy. He needs to know everything. I have studied the American Revolution extensively. Okay, but that was
0: in college, wasn't it? You're talking about cause. middle school education, my yes.
1: guy. I just was like, I yeah, like so much leads up to the American Revolution, and we just no out the window. Like, Jazz was like, so they just decided they wanted to be free. Nip. No, no, <laughs> you sound like a goat. When you put it out. <laughs> I mean, if you want to put it in basic forms, the reason we the simplest way to put it. No taxation without representation. That is the simplest way to put why we wanted independence. Apart from the fact that we were across the ocean.
0: What? and
1: independent people. Like, what is that? So, um, yeah, I just, I try. I do physically try. When I hear things at work, when people are talking about things, I, I will bite my tongue and not correct, but it doesn't always happen. And I get mad at period pieces. All the time. I'm trying to think of one that I got really disappointed and I just couldn't do it anymore. Oh, it was one on Netflix about um, George Washington's spies. I, I can't remember the name. One of my coworkers told me about it and I just... I'm watching it and the costumes are wrong and the way that they're talking is wrong and... The words that they're using would not even have been words yet, and I'm just like, and they got one of the battles wrong, like they had mixed up one of the battles, and I even went and checked to make sure I had it right in my head, and I was like, mm. here she gets super anal about that. <sighs> Let's move on. I know. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> that's one of my huge, biggest pet peeves because I'm such a history buff. Let's talk about how these. Let's talk about how our
0: personalities led us to our majors. Okay. So, I'll go first. Um, I've always been analytical, mm-hmm. logical. Um, I observe more. Well, that's, that's present me talking. In the past, I was very loud and outgoing. But I tend to observe more now than talk mm-hmm. and like involve myself. Um, not to say that I purposely put myself outside of the equation so that I could observe. That's dumb. But I do notice myself just stop to stop talking and just watch people more. Um, I always want to know how things work and why they work. And I'll have like I have no problem asking how. Mm-hmm. You know, I do that to my dad a lot. Like, how does this work? How do you do that?
1: Things like Our that. Our questions are different. When we ask those. I think for me, it's, I want to know when that came, when that law was first Mm -hmm. introduced. Why was it introduced? Who introduced it?
0: Yours is why and when, and mine is how and why.
1: Yeah. And it's, um, I do talk a lot, and Mm -hmm. I'm perfectly aware of it. um, Because I want to talk to people, and I want to know... Their stories, you know, do you like my co work, my boss? She was in Virginia on 9 11. I was so excited to talk to her because I was like, What happened? Where were you? Where is your husband? You know, what were you thinking? Mm -hmm. She had two young children. I've asked mom these questions, you know, what were you doing that day? Did you watch the television? But that's what what you were talking about earlier.
0: Like, it's all about different getting the different perspectives and because yeah. an event can be very subjective to whoever you're talking to.
1: Yeah. And then why does it how did that event change the future? What if it hadn't happened, you know? Mm-hmm. And I that frames my mind is that I'm not very observant. I do try to observe and to mm-hmm. try to see how things get interact or people interact or how things and people interact. Mm-hmm. Um, But for me, it's I want to ask the questions, and I want to be involved. Very people-focused. Yeah. Yeah,
0: because I feel like you're not going to learn history if you don't ask other people. No. Because everyone is constantly making history, to tag off my comment from earlier. Yeah. Everyone is constantly making history. They remember history different. And if you want to get history the way it happened, you need to
1: ask multiple people. And that's the best part, I think, um, of... I can't say that my major and my passion is the best because each person has Everyone their own... Everyone believes that. Yeah. If you go look on social media,
0: everyone's like, oh, STEM majors have it the worst. Like, and whereas I might agree with that, I know that
1: other people don't, so. I don't. I think that STEM majors have it really bad in that you guys have to study so hard and so often in that you're spending hours in the lab but I think people forget how much history majors study mm-hmm. because there's so much history. And while we might have a focus, like mine was Revolutionary War, it's. You have to be well rounded. I have to, to be well rounded yeah. because that revolution um, didn't just impact that country. Yeah. It impacted it can have the world. Worldwide repercussions. And so when I was in college, um, I don't do I say this earlier about All right, when I was in college, I was a an American history major yeah. with yeah. an emphasis in Revolutionary War. You said this. Um and but it's not just the American Revolution that had an impact on the world. So, it's just we have to study just as much as STEM majors. Mm-hmm. We have to write just as much as STEM it's, majors. It's just a different
0: kind of studying. It's like a yeah. little shift to the right.
1: Yeah. Or in mean, the You guys are doing equations in your books, and you're mapping it out, and you're looking at microscopes, and you're examining this. We're reading diaries, books, documentaries. We're memorizing all of this.
0: I think a good point is um, history is very much in the past. Like history majors, you're very much past-oriented, whereas science, you're learning what is going on now. Mm -hmm. How does everything work now? You know, I think that's a huge difference as well. But there
1: is some history in your field because Mm -hmm. at one point we thought the sun was the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. You have to know that just because it shows how far science has progressed. Yes. Knowing... I remember teaching Jazz, our little brother,
0: the difference between heliocentric and geocentric. and
1: He... That sounded like chipperish
0: to me. Heliocentric is our our solar system revolves around the sun geocentric is the world revolves around the earth okay so he was like people believed that we were the center of our universe and i was like yes we're very selfish that way humankind is so selfish that way the more i learn about what people believed and that like you said there is history in my science because that sounded very philosophical when i said it out loud there's history (laughs) in my science um, I have to learn about what people believed in the in the past. You know, mm-hmm. people sailed to see if where the end of the earth was because they believed it was flat. Mm-hmm. And if we didn't question that ideal, we wouldn't know what we know now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that the earth is
1: sphere and we have many layers. Like the first autopsy, why did he cut it open? Was he just gross? But he wanted to know why that person died. Mm-hmm. And that since has led to the discovery of cancer and And diseases and, you know, how to be healthier. And all of that. But it's, while you may not need to know all of that, Mm -hmm. it's important to know some of it to know where you've come so that you can look to see if you can make this better. Mm -hmm. Can you find a cure to cancer? Oh, that didn't work in the past. In the 90s, this treatment didn't work. In 2005, this treatment didn't work. Okay, let's try this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, and I appreciate that is um and I think that's one thing that science and history majors can agree on. We have to know what happened to make it better. And then how could you tie in
0: science into your your history?
1: Well, there's a lot of um like statistics that go into it. Mm-hmm. Um for example, after World War II. There was a huge decline in the male population, especially in the United States, Great Britain, and Germany um, because of the the widespread death in France um, and Italy. There's lots of countries involved. Um, So we saw a large decline in the male population, and we then saw this huge boom of uh, children ages 0 to Mm -hmm. 5, you know, through the the baby boomer phase. Um, And that demographic, that statistic we get to analyze and say, we look back on it now and we know the implications of that. Mm -hmm. Oh, World War II happened, people came back and they wanted the American dream. We know the implications, but seeing that, we can now measure, okay, these people had this many children at these ages, at this quantity. You can can predict evolution.
0: Not not like evolution as a whole, but like the humankind evolution. Yeah, you
1: can use that that to predict what another generation is going to do. I am very excited to see what our demographic and our age demographic and children bearing is going to look like because there are countries like Japan, they are not having enough children, and they are concerned, and they're seeing this trend, that there will not be enough children born um, amongst Japanese people to carry on the traditions and to carry on the Japanese way. I didn't know that. Uh, The American population is not at any risk, but we are seeing a decline in children being, being born in my age group and I think in your age group too, because we finally have the decision because of science to stop having children, to make better decisions on when to have children to say, Oh, instead of having children, let me adopt a child.
0: There's also this whole point of, I was actually just learning about this in my gender studies class. It We're talking about voluntary motherhood and birth control and stuff like that, but let's widen that more and say voluntary parenthood. Like we, we, I don't want to say we've done it already. I say we're on the on the journey of accepting that life is not does not have to be about childbearing no. or parenthood. If you are happy with your career and your job as the cool aunt or, you know, just you and your significant other or just you, that's being more accepted today than it was in the past. Yeah. And so voluntary parenthood is very is a big thing in our generation, even though we're technically in two different generations. It's becoming more and more accepting
1: into our society. I just thought of? So, That's really dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> um, one piece of history, or like a historical... You think about tree of history and all that. Anthropology is kind of like a mixture of the two. You're right. Because they're going to paleontology paleontology they're going to these grave sites or they're going to where these bones are digging them up and then they're giving them to scientists or doing it themselves to find out why they died how they died when they die you know you know what's yeah. in their bones um and it's I, I don't know why i didn't think about that but it's uh, yeah and it's in my field too because i do read anthropology papers mm-hmm. and i read um like the anthropology i get an anthropology um podcast once a week on apple Mm -hmm. um and throw something but um it 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 widens the historical field because we can see what went wrong Mm -hmm. basically on a scientific level because the minerals don't change right they stay the same depends like if a person is poisoned you kind of see it in their bones right i I don't really know how that works here's here's my answer I don't know.
0: Okay. That is my answer. I don't want to pull anything out of my butt and give you an answer I that you'd don't, like. No, I don't. I to pull this out. Um, but that is really interesting to think oh, about. <laughs> Anyways. But but there's I know, also, I, I, I know I, I, there are lasting effects for how somebody died. Yeah. Like,
1: if a bone was broken or something. Like if you see their ribs shoved up where their heart would be, you're going to go, hmm. Yeah,
0: hmm, I wonder how that happened. Did
1: it happen hmm. post-death, pre-death? Yeah. Uh, there is a lot of comedy in history. I don't think there's a lot of comedy in science. Depends on how, if you know how to make a good joke or not. <laughs> Do you know a science joke? Um.
0: I just saw one on TikTok, like, right before we started recording. I can't tell you. I, I don't remember the word for it. Do you want to
1: know a historical fact that people kind of find weird? Weird? Weird. The fact that John Lawrence was gay or? No. Um, <laughs> Benjamin Franklin had a foot fetish. I knew that. Yeah, I told you that. Yeah, you told me that. <laughs> I didn't know if you'd remember. But yeah, so Benjamin Franklin. I love Franklin. when you tell me
0: things and I'm like, wait, I knew that already. And you're like, yeah, I told you.
1: <laughs> the inventor of spectacles, the, you know. This guy had a foot fetish. <laughs> of a fetish it's kind of gross kinda you know weird. I kind of want to
0: say you do you but that's kind of weird so yeah I'm just gonna I'm <laughs> gonna be indifferent to it
1: <laughs> there's a lot of historical facts that I think people would find mm-hmm. find very yep. strange yeah um, our our passions also impact
0: our vacations they do yeah how would it impact your vacation? Well, I want to go to the aquariums and the zoos and stuff like that. Um, but I also have this incessant want to go to the East Coast. Or a coral reef. Oh my god, I'm really going to go to a coral reef,
1: you guys. COVID will be over soon.
0: Um, Maybe. But stuff like that. Like, I want to go exploring. I want to go see new stuff that I haven't seen
1: before. Whereas you... I want to see stuff I've read about. Yes.
0: And For example...
1: I would really love to go to the East Coast so that I can visit um, Revolutionary War battlegrounds. Um, I can go see Liberty Hall. I can go see, um, I would love to see the White House, see the Washington Monument, visit Alexander Hamilton's grave. um, See, I don't have specific examples like that because mine are
0: just like environment stuff.
1: Yeah, like, she wants to go on hikes, and she wants to go yeah. find scat. And I'm like, do you <laughs> see we're, this? We're not, we're not going to bring
0: up my obsession with
1: scat, okay? <laughs> uh, for me, it's like, oh, my God, we're going to Boston. The Boston Tea Party, we have to go to the harbor. We have to go throw har- tea into the harbor. We have to do it. And she's like, but look at this know- piece of poop. I wonder who pooped it. <laughs> or she's like, do you know what could happen to that tea if you throw it into the harbor? i'm like, being called out right now <laughs> and i'm like but we we're revolutionaries we have to do this the tea is harmful Kirsty. <laughs> the tea is not harmful it's not the tea is spicy <laughs> <laughs> the tea is hot or we're gonna go to pearl revere's house or i just or boston you can go to i think that's where john f kennedy uh, john f. kennedy's presidential library is I would love to go visit that because I want to know more when I get involved in something and this impacts our vacations. I want to know it all. Mm -hmm. And, um, here in California, we have two presidential libraries. We have the Ronald Reagan in Simi Valley and we have Richard Nixon in, um, out, out there, out there. I don't remember the exact city anymore. Um, I have been to the Ronald Reagan Library. We both have a few times. I think I've been there six, seven times. I've I lost seven. count. We've
0: gone so many I'm times. I'm
1: not sure. But every time I go, I learn something new. Mm-hmm. And I honestly know way too much on Ronald Reagan to be helpful. I think our entire
0: family does.
1: Yeah. Um, but I love that I'm so invested in it that I can still learn something new. And mm-hmm. when I go to the Nixon Library, I've been there twice. I'd like to go some more, even though he made mistakes. Um, I think every president has made mistakes, because if we want to talk about Reagan, we can talk about how he didn't do as much as he should for the AIDS epidemic. You're right. Um, And that impacts it because when I go to the East Coast, I want to go see... um, I want to go see his portrait in the White House, and I want to go see... um, I want to go to Germany so I can see the Berlin Wall and, you know, Oh, re-enact. you know, I'd actually really love to see that as well. I'd Berlin love wall. to reenact the President Gorbachev tear, tear down, down this, this wall. wall. Um, dude, and seeing that, seeing that video it gives, gives me, me chills. chills
0: every single time. If
1: there's one thing that President Reagan did correctly that we can all agree on is his stance on uh, communism. And how bad it is. Um, even in China today, I don't think it's a very good form of government. But I just, I love how passionate he was in that. And that he was so sure, he had a rocky relationship with Gorbachev. And he could have really hurt our international ties. But he was so sure of his passion to mm-hmm. abolish communism that he declared President Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Mm-hmm. Don't give me off
0: yeah but, <laughs> if we go to the east coast I somebody wanna, said ron ron and kirstie's like i'm here i'm here
1: i'm <laughs> president i want to go see all the presidential libraries and i want to visit the battlefields and gettysburg and i want to know everything mm-hmm.
0: whereas on the opposite side of that i know i'm not gonna know everything i'm never gonna know everything i wish i had that <laughs> because what well, It's taken a long time, and I think that comes with um, what I was talking to you about earlier, being like the open-minded. Being okay with knowing I'm never going to know everything. I'm not okay with that. (laughs) But there's just so much. We know more about space than we do our own ocean.
1: How is that even possible? We have only
0: explored 5% of our ocean.
1: Hmm. And if... Wait, what? No, we've had to... What? Only 5%? Don't quote me on
0: that, but it's a very small percentage. We know more about space than we know about our own ocean.
1: I wonder how many people have been to space. Do you know? The... I do it not know
0: later. off the top of my head. It can't be that many. No, it's not. Well, I mean... but well, we can talk about how many have gone to space and how many have actually gone to places. Like you the know? International
1: Space Station... To Mars. I hate to say this, but I would be less afraid to go to Mars. space than I am of the ocean. I'm, I think it's because I can't see. I don't know. Interesting. I I will go into the ocean. I won't go very far, because I, I can understand that I can't see down. The, like, I don't know what I'm. The more on.
0: I think about it, like I I can't think about going in the ocean for too long because it terrifies me. Mm-hmm. Like that's my passion, you guys. I actually really enjoy marine biology, but. The act of going in the ocean terrifies me. It's always cold, too.
1: Why is the ocean so cold?
0: Because we... As far as we know, there are no creatures out in space. I don't believe that. No, no, I did not say on planets. I said in space. Um, Like, there are no space whales.
1: Star-Lord isn't out there? There are no space whales, as far as
0: we know. (sighs) So, when you go out there, there's nothing... There's no danger in that sense to come from a different species. The danger is our own safety right yeah whereas if you go in the ocean you're in a different animals territory yeah. and they have the advantage on you
1: it's like going to the that the is rainforest. freaking scary yeah i'd be terrified to go into a rainforest too i think rainforest oh no that's well, really because they got anacondas and my anaconda, anaconda don't want don't no. want no. <laughs> unless you got buns on no i don't want to go near that rainforests have big bugs and don't like bugs i don't work with the boys because i used to be one um it just it's i was right five percent five percent of our ocean oh god mm-hmm.
0: the rest remains mostly undiscovered and unseen by humans
1: how is that even possible with today's technology
0: anyways let's move on we, bo- we both went on on tangents um we both have this need and want to talk about it. That this right now oh was an example.
1: It's so this bad. was a prime
0: example. When
1: I learn something new, I have to tell somebody. Mm-hmm. And I want that person to be just as excited about it as I am, even though I know they're not. That's the
0: that's the thing I wanted to highlight is that because our focuses are really not really specific, but semi-specific. Yeah. And they're kind of a big deal, but they're not a big deal to other people. They're big deals to us. That, and I'm not going to like ridicule our family, but the rest of our family doesn't want to hear about what we know. No. And so I think a big thing, with, especially with us sharing one room and we, how much we've grown closer in the last year, we've learned to listen. Mm-hmm. Empathetic listening. We have learned to do that more and more. Mm-hmm. And so when you need to go on a tangent about history, what you've learned, I will sit here and listen to you. Like, or if I get mad, like watching the that Reagan yes. documentary. Oh, I, I will let her get mad and start yelling and stuff. I know I she's not yell. yelling. At, yeah, she yells. Don't listen to her. <laughs> I'm passionate. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and I think that's a huge thing that a lot of people don't have is just somebody to sit there and listen actively engage because if you say something I'm not, I don't understand I'm going to ask you a question yeah. and I'm dumb
1: when it comes to history so I'm dumb when it comes to science but I will get excited for her um, because I love that she's excited it's important to get excited about something and mm. we've been fortunate enough to find our passions and our loves at a young age I remember the moment that I found history so exciting I was in the 7th grade I was in American history class, um, which is funny because Jess is in the 7th grade. Um, And I had... My teacher was a baseball coach. I don't remember his name, but I do remember he was a baseball coach. All of my teachers were coaches that year. It was weird. And that's Um, on the public school system. Yeah, it was very strange (laughs) in the 7th grade. Um, And they were all male. I don't know how I ended up with all male teachers in the 7th grade year. Uh, Anyway, sorry. Um, We were discussing the American Revolution. We got to the part where... Benjamin Franklin was in England talking um, to Parliament about the Articles of Confederation. I think, or I'm not sure, but I remember that Benjamin Franklin was in England and he was like, "Do you know how impactful it is that one of the members of the founding fathers, one member of the founding fathers that we consider so important, was in England fighting for us?" Instead of fighting on a battlefield, Benjamin Franklin was actually in England fighting for us. I was just like, How did I not ever know this? Like mm-hmm. it, I just remember that split second of I need to know who this man is. Yeah. Who is this? What wh- where did Who is he- this man? <laughs> who is he? <laughs> and, and, and that just sparked this whole the rest of the year was so exciting for me. I loved that class. I learned so much. I aced it. Um, of you did. Geography came really easy to me after that. I don't know why. It just did. It just... And that just spread over eighth grade year. I was in uh, world history. And then freshman year, um, I didn't have a history class, which was weird. But sophomore year, world history. Again, junior year, American history. I took AP American history. My senior year, I took government and econ, loved it, decided I'm going to go to college for this. And it's just, it's continued.
0: Mm-hmm. Mine was yours? a very, I was in denial. You were in denial? I was in denial. Because denial? I, I, denial River? Denial River. <laughs> um, I hate when people tell me what I'm supposed to be or like yeah. how I'm supposed to act. And that's just, that goes across my entire personality. And so when I started volunteering at an aquarium when I was nine years old, I I have now been volunteering there for 10 years. That's math, right? Yeah, 10 years. And throughout those 10 years, people have told me, oh, so you're going to be a marine biologist. No, I just do this because it's fun. I don't do it because this is what I want to do. And then everyone's like, oh, you need to do this. You need, you know, you need to go to college for this. You need to come back and work for us. And I was like, no, lady, you need to calm down. You're being too loud. You're being too loud. And so I was in a constant state of denial. And I think that was for the first three years, three or four years. And then I was like, why am I denying people? Why am I denying this passion? Mm -hmm. And I was like, because I don't want to fall into their expectation of me. And I think that's a huge thing across my personality too. But that's another conversation. Um, I hate falling into expectations that people have placed for me. And I was like,
1: wait, but this is... So this is something like, I like. This is something you love. So... Do you know how many books you have on marine biology? Yeah. It's kind of embarrassing. You um, just bought, like, a $30-something book at the gift shop. Anyways. <laughs>
0: um, it's on marine mammals, by the way. It's really cool. It has
1: pictures and everything. Anyways. Pictures.
0: There's no pictures in my books. <laughs> I was like, why am I denying my passion to myself? If I... Like I was saying earlier, not choosing is a choice in itself. Mm-hmm. By not choosing... Because at that time, I was like, oh, I don't know what I want to be, but it's not a marine biologist. By not making that choice, it was a choice by itself. And that that choice was denying myself what I loved. Mm-hmm. And so I finally was like, okay, this is what I love to do and all of that. So I started getting into it. Mm-hmm. I took two science classes my freshman year. So by, by the time I was technically i did not have to take chemistry because of how many science classes i had taken Um, but i did i took biology and astronomy my freshman year of high school i took chemistry my sophomore year oh wait no i meant to say i didn't have to take physics so i took biology and astronomy freshman year chemistry my sophomore year physics my junior year And there was no other science class that I could find for myself to take my senior year.
1: remember that, and you were disappointed.
0: I was, because I wanted a science class. Like, I've always wanted to be in a science class, which is really hard, because this semester I'm not in one. Complete opposite here. Yeah. Just because I find that stuff so interesting to learn about. Yeah. You know? And so that was a very long road for myself. Um, Another thing is that we always go to each other with questions like if we don't understand something what for the other topic like if I have a history questions I just asked you what a duke and duchess meant the other day yeah <laughs> I have
1: no idea I still don't know what that means I forgot what you said well and I mean I ask you questions too. So I don't think I go to you as much as you ask me but it, like right now I'm like How m- really five percent like that still blows my mind mm-hmm. and I know I'll ask your questions later like What is this? Oh, the other day I was having you do that the quiz on uh, Instagram. What is this fish? What is this? Oh yeah, she
0: was quizzing me on. How well do you know? I was like, do you want
1: the species, like the Latin name too? Like, (laughs) I
0: (laughs) I don't know every single fish in the ocean. Well, I'm a great person to
1: have on Trivia Pursuit, though.
0: I am not. I hate that game. (laughs) I love
1: that game. No, I miss it. But I think for the two of us. We are at two ends of the spectrum, on opposite sides, but we meet in the middle. I'll start walking your way. You'll start walking mm-hmm. mine. <laughs> we'll meet in the middle, halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lizard on a pair. So to put, oh, to wrap it up, we're both obsessive. Over our mm-hmm. majors, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we're as mm-hmm. different as we could be, but we're the same. My passion relies on your knowledge. Two sides of the same coin. Your knowledge relies on the history
0: mm-hmm. and how it can be impacted, mm-hmm.
1: and, and that's all. Period. That's all. Period. <laughs> and it's okay to love what you love. Don't yes, it is okay. You.
0: you know, I there's this this scene from Gilmore Girls. I'm totally going to quote More Girls right now. Okay. Where Paris Geller is trying to determine what college she wants to go to. Because she got multiple acceptance letters, right? Okay. Her boyfriend goes to Princeton. And she, go, she goes to Lorelai with this predicament. Because she's like, I don't want to go to Princeton because it will seem like I am following my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then Lorelai's like, but if you don't go to Princeton just because your boyfriend's there, then you're... Like, denying yourself that school that you possibly want to go to. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. And literally, the whole point of me saying that is don't let society's expectations govern you.
1: Mm-hmm. Even and there's if, one thing I can say. Yeah. Is that there, if there's somebody out there listening and they're like, oh, I'm nerding out too much on history or I'm nerding too much out on science. You need to find your person. It's okay to love it. Mm-hmm. It's okay to get nerdy about it. Yeah, you're going to freak some people out. I know I do. Mm-hmm. But guess what? You're going to find that small group of people that are like, yeah, and guess what I learned today? And your your life is going to be so much better for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do,
0: I do realize that a lot, that I don't... I've learned to internalize all my weird science facts. And then, like, out of nowhere, when you say something that reminds me of that, I'll be like, oh, did you know this? And you're like, what?! It'll just no. Come spewing yeah, out. and then vice versa. You just have to find that person who's willing to empathetically l- listen to you, or a group of people, you know. And it have all an re- outlet. Yeah. So, so and I, and I'm for those people who are still internalizing their their mm-hmm. obsession.
1: You'll you'll get there. We're here for facts, fiction, and jokes. <laughs> <laughs> we have it all, and uh, motivation. Yes. So. We hope that we'll see you in two weeks from today. Um, and I think two weeks from today, our topic. We haven't decided on our topic yet. We haven't? Okay. No, no topic yet. But no. MC, no miss. <laughs> no,